the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Stock market is a little bit lower today. This P500 is down 10, Dow's down 80, NASDAQ down 31. Dun, 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 dun. I saw a small story out there Zillow going to acquire Trulia for $3.5 billion. And what was interesting about that was not much. Um, for years, Zillow and Trulia kind of competed with each other. So this is pretty much so out there. You know, Zillow, go find the value of your house. Trulia, go find the value of your house with a real estate agent. Ah, conveniently placed. Um, they're both good sites. I don't know if we need both. But it's going to be a $3.5 billion uh, stock relationship. Um, and again, maybe that's a sign that too many companies are coming public. Because do we need both the Zillow and the Trulia? Uh, Zillow's going to pay four-tenths of one share, blah, blah, blah. The two are going to dominate the traffic for online home listings. Zillow reported 83 million users across both web and mobile internet use. Trulia has 54 million. How many Americans really need real estate information? That's more than I would have thought. So Zillow has become one of the best-known players in the market through its widely quoted estimates of how much a property is worth, and usually it's wrong. Um, I owned a home that had a really big square footage lot, and it thought that my square footage was my house square footage. So it turned you know, a $600,000 home into like a $6 million home. Um, so sometimes they just get bad data. Both companies have a lot of momentum. Both companies have a lot of strengths. But again, when I see that story, my instant thought is, do we really need two online sites so we can go look up the value of our potential home is worth? Yes, no, maybe so. Um, and I think the answer is we probably don't need two of them. But maybe somewhere in the world we did, and that's how we ended up bringing both companies public. To me, it feels like the investment bankers won. To me, it feels like these we didn't need them. And that's a little bit of a problem. Like, maybe I'm not getting my point across today. And it's totally fair. You can say, hey, Rob, you're off your game. It is Monday. 
had a friend this weekend, uh, him and his wife, hang. Uh, just found myself doing like crazy stuff like all weekend. Like it was too, too big of a weekend. I need a weekend for my weekend. Are you with me or are you against me? Um, you got to pick a side. This is a war. It's a civil war, in fact. With me or against me? So, close to 150 S&P 500 companies are going to report their results this week. Second quarter GDP, July employment reports. Very, very big on the economic calendar. Staring us in the face. The Fed's going to provide its latest policy directive on Wednesday. So, uh, maybe... I don't know. I didn't pay that much attention to the geopolitical front this weekend, and probably I should have. But I get the sense that there's a little bit of indifference to geopolitical issues, developments, I'll call them. Obviously, I'm speaking about Israel, the Palestinians. I'm speaking of Russia and the Ukrainians. Downed airplanes. Who's going to take the fall for that? Dollar Tree Stores is going to acquire Family Dollar Stores. That's nice. Another little M&A that everyone always thought was going to happen. Family Dollar just wasn't that good as far as executing goes. And, you know, some of these companies are different. Um, There's some things that are great for dollar stores. Most of it's just awful. So, like, if you get a card, lovely. So, but then again, you can also get the same card at like a CDS for the same price, but no one's going to tell you that. So, I guess balloons, like, how do I know this? This is ridiculous. So, there's some encouraging news out there. Um, the Shanghai Composite Index up 2.4% on the back of the industrial profits grew at an 18% annual rate in June. Ding, 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 yay! Asia's helping, but not our markets today. So, um, I think we were supposed to go flash today, but we're pretty, we're pointing not so flattish. So, you see the SP 500 down 9, the Dow down 66. So far, a straight line. Is big money dumping stocks is probably the biggest question that most people are going to have here. Um, And should I dump stocks? Big money managers may be doing something that the retailers aren't, is the fear in most people's minds. Last week, investors added $379 million in equity funds. Um, But when you look at what institutional investors did, they pulled $8 billion out as a group. Retailer being i.e. the average mom and pop, institutional being mutual funds and hedge funds. That's the biggest outflow since February. And when that happened, the Dow Jones Industrial Average fell 5% from its highs. So if you were to extrapolate, and who doesn't use the word extrapolate with X in front of it, if you were to extrapolate, then we're due for a correction. I don't like to extrapolate. I'm going to listen to earnings this week. I'm going to change my portfolio. If I want to get more defensive, I get more defensive based on the information out there. But I don't look at, well, last time the market did this. But, yeah, are we due for a 5 10 15% correction? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so there's a thought that retail investors are at the tail end of dumping stocks when it's time to dump. 
and that's when institutional investors are starting to buy. And institutional flows first. They flow out of the market. The market starts to correct. Mutual fund money or retail money then starts to follow. Then compound that, compound it, and that's when retail average Joes tend to make the biggest mistakes. So what I see is a lot of retail money is just getting into equities. A lot of people have seen the big rally and they want part of it. Retail investors are selling bond funds to buy mutual funds, stock funds. So that's kind of what I'm seeing in the market. Again, let's not get too caught up on this. Let's not get too excitable. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Uh, Russia may have to pay investors over $50 billion for inappropriately handling UPS oil. There's a radio show that I was to do on occasion when I drive. And the two guys loved Yukos at 30, at 20, at 10, at 5, at 4, 3, 2. That's when I started to dislike it. I wonder if they're going to try to get some of that $50 billion back. We'll see. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial. Rob Black and your money. Find me online at robblack.com. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. Do you ever do things that don't make any sense at all? I kind of do. I saw the name Mila Kunis in Trending Now on Yahoo. Just because I'll start there to get to like some other websites. It's like my browser startup kind of thing. And I see your name, I'm like, um, that's my girlfriend. Don't say anything bad about her. Like, and of course, I've never met her. Of course, I've never seen her in person. But for some reason, that name pops up. I'm like, that's my girlfriend. Okay, so I'm not making any sense at all today, huh? Totally fair. Totally fair. So Zillow is spending $3.5 billion to buy Trillia. It's all about scale. Virgin America, which is a lovely airline to pop in and out of L.A., when you need to. They also fly to 22 airports in the United States and Mexico. They've got a fleet of 53 planes. It's known for offering a variety of perks, including vodka straight up on their planes. Um, Live TV, movie, leather seats, mood lighting, purple. Uh, But it's still kind of a small player. They carried 6.3 million passengers last year, and they're going to do an IPO. They had a profit of 10.1 million, revenue of 1.4 billion, Found in 2004, um, which Branson, that company's coming public. It's just a matter of time. Elsewhere out there, uh, contracts to own previously owned homes. Contracts to own, contracts to buy previously owned homes is the right way of saying that. Unexpectedly fell in the month of June. A little cloud in the housing market right now. Not like a dark cloud, like 
the curse that follows me around since childhood. I've got a dark cloud. I know, you're, you're, you mean like Pigpen? Yes. Like Pigpen from the Snoopy. What was up with that character? Did anyone else other than me get depressed watching Snoopy cartoons as a kid? I didn't like them. I didn't like them. Why did that girl keep pulling the football away? What was wrong with her? Just let him kick the ball. He's a blockhead. Literally. So, National Associated Realtors, pending home sales, based on contracts last month, uh, fell 1.1%. That decline has confused people. Contracts fell in the Northeast and South, but rose in the West and Midwest. Yarrr. But, again, parts of our country, like the South is more of a manufacturing part, the Northeast, business, uh, Midwest, more farming. Uh, not quite that you can make it quite like that. Um, but you kind of get the idea. 800-516-1220 to each calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Totally dig you. Um, taking a look at the numbers, we got the SP 500 down 9, the Dow down 68, the NASDAQ down 34. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Tony, you work in the mortgage industry, so you see a lot of what's going on. Uh, you put together a lot of the paperwork. One of the pieces of paperwork that you put together is insurance on the home. Right. You want to make sure the person who's buying a home gets homeowner's insurance before the transaction's finished. Um, is that a law or is that a courtesy? Uh, it's a lender requirement. Lender requirement? Okay. Lender requirement. I mean, if you own your house free and clear, you're going to obviously want to protect your asset. But the lenders have tighter guidelines on, on what is required as far as what your coverages are, your, your liabilities, insurance. I think everyone needs to review their paperwork every five years. This is a very odd concept, but my business is worth more than it was five years ago. Mm-hmm. So I need to change my life insurance in case And building I die. costs have gone up and, then, and replacement costs. Well, before we get there, let, let me finish this thought so that people can tie it together nicely. If I were to die, my partner buys me out. I have life insurance on him. He has life insurance on me. Perfect, right? But we have to up that every five years because the value of the business goes up. Right. So that's kind of frustrating. With that said, same thing with your home. I bought my house five years ago. I could tell you that the houses on my street, the quality has gone up a lot with people um, rebuilding their homes, with their bringing in construction um, some people are doing complete teardowns and putting in super fancy, nice homes. That scares me a little bit because that means yeah. for me to rebuild, it's going to be more expensive. Well, and, and look at this mathematically, though. It's not always the rebuilding cost. Your, your land is what's going up faster than the actual rebuild. But you do want to still reanalyze your insurance policy every year, to be honest with you, because you may have bought new items that you're including in your house, or you may have updated a kitchen or had some new appliances. There's a lot of things you can include into your insurance policy um, on your homeowner's policy. So I would look at it every year. Most people, I think it's about 80%, I think it's a statistic, is under, they're underinsured yeah. on their home. Um, so you want to keep looking at your policy on a yearly basis, especially if in, in a market like this where home prices are going up and down, land prices are going up and down. You're not insuring your land, but you're insuring the rebuild cost and everything else inside. So let's talk that concept a little bit. Um, every now and then there's a just true disaster. And you have homeowners in terms you feel very comfortable with it. But you've been living in the Oakland Hills for 20 years and a fire sweeps through the Oakland Hills. You're not going to be able to afford to rebuild. You're, you're done. Yeah. You're selling that piece of land and someone else is going to build there. Um, because in 20 years, housing and construction costs have gone up significantly. 
And I would check your coverage, too. Um, some people might think they have the right kind of hazard insurance, the right kind of fire coverage. I was recently talking to a friend of my parents, and they had a home in New Jersey that was wiped out by Sandy, was the storm. Uh -huh. And a year earlier, their insurance company said, we don't want to own any policies on the coast, and they got rid of it. Uh, and they went with a sub-standard sub type of insurance company that replaced it. And, it did, and they did not cover the flood. So you go and look at, at your policy, especially if, you, if you're in a sort of like flood, not flood zone, but like a landslide zone. I looked at a house not recent, not too long ago where part of the uh, disclosure said that it was in a, like a landslide area. So, I mean, this, these are some, some of the things you need to have on your coverage. You and I spent some time on the East Coast in our younger years, and there was an auto insurance company called Katz Auto Insurance. And it was spelled K-A-T-Z. And there, the, it was a lion. Like, never use an insurance company that can't even spell. I like using. I use USAA. My dad was in the military. It's the greatest insurance company ever. I love them. So that keeps the cost of my. And then I, I put my auto insurance with them. They give me a multi policy discount. So I'm very, very pleased. I like multi policy discounts. Everyone should consider it. Like, if you need term life, call your auto that's insurance a, and see if they can do it. That's a great piece of advice. Um, put everything together, get a, a lower discount. Absolutely. And go with quality. I think Geico is great if you can't get USAA. Um, I would not go with the local insurance agent. And again, I'm pissing some people off. I know. I want if Warren Buffett bought Geico for a reason and everything's on a phone and you never actually have a real estate agent. But yeah, if you want to test your policy, I can call Geico right now or USAA and say, "Hey, does my house cover if a meteor hits it? Does my homeowner's cover it if you know someone breaks in? What's my deductible?" Call these people and yeah. ask ask questions and get the answers before the disaster happens. With that said, very, very important to review your policies. That's the last thing I'm going to say, because also on some policies, sometimes you designate, like I had, I had life insurance that went to my first wife. That would not have been good if, Cindy, if I died, she gets insurance. Chad's got that story where one of his financial planners um, out of college had a boyfriend and he put her name on yep. the policy. He gets married, has a kid, dies, and the life insurance went to the girlfriend from college. I mean, I mean, even as small as if you have kids and you have more kids coming out of your property and other people and you have a pet, for example, those are things that you need to change your policy as well. It's not just about the house. It's about the liabilities that go along with it. Number one claim on homeowners insurance. Dog bites. Dog bites. Yep. Buy a cat, sell the dog. Yep. With that said, that's Tony Mendez. You can find him online at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. I'm Rob Black. Again, talking all things financial. I will talk all things financial to the point of being ridiculous. BMW is launching two new attacks on the, one of the biggest obstacles to broader acceptance of electric cars, such as its i3 model, which is the lack of recharging stations that are fast. So they're going to announce a deal today with NRG Energy to allow owners of BMW i3 electric cars to recharge their batteries for free through 2015. The fast and free Recharging offer response to rival Tesla's offer of free recharging for owners of the company's Model S at their Tesla home and charging stations. BMW is collaborating with German engineering and automotive technology company Robert Bosch to offer a compact fast charging station that will be sold to BMW dealers and other businesses for about $6,500 or about a fifth of the price of other fast charging systems. So game's on. Who's going to make the electric car that everyone wants in mass production? Will it be General Motors? Will it be Ford? Will it be Nissan? Will it be Daimler? Will it be Volkswagen? Will it be BMW? Will it be Tesla? 
So the BMW Bosch return to stations is using an SAE combo plug system, which has been adopted by everyone but Tesla. So Tesla owners can't charge at the BMW recharging stations. And BMW owners can't use Tesla's supercharger stations. One of the big barriers to entry and acceptance. No. Do you agree? Yes. Do you no agree? No. I can't answer that for you. I'm just here to do a show, to entertain you, to sing and dance like a monkey. That's what I do. With that said, oh, Apple's beat steel got the nod to the EU. European Union antitrust regulators approved Apple's $3 billion acquisition of Beats. The U.S.-based tech giant announced the deal in uh, May, I believe it was, trying to get um, bolstering the company's iTunes music service. You know, face of strong competition from a stream of streamers. Ha 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 I said a funny. So the deal gets EU approval. Doesn't really raise any concerns because companies combined share and the headphones still remains low. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblack.com. Big event coming up a couple weeks from now. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I'm a lot like you. Bummed last night. The Dodgers swept. Oh. Anything else, like, more awful than that? No. No. At least it was a game. But not really much of one, really. It didn't feel like it, right? Um, yeah, so we hate to see the home team swept, no matter what city you're living in. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We talk about extreme RVs, if you want. Um, I always find it interesting when you see what people will spend money on. And it's summertime, and, you know, traveling and not getting a hotel is lovely. Having a place... Well, not getting a hotel is not lovely. Hotels are lovely. But the cost of a hotel, sometimes you're like, well, if I had an RV, then, you know, if you're using it monthly, sure. But if you're not, it's probably not as good of a deal as you think it is. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I'd prefer to camp in a tent versus camp in an RV. Not sure about you. I certainly see the draw of the RV, especially if you do long-term camping. 
but I think you see where I'm going at with this. Or maybe you don't. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. The SP 500 is on 7. The NASDAQ is down 22. The Dow is down 46. Ten-year Treasury is back under 2.5%. Telling you that there's concern out there. Um, there's nothing more to say than that. Trendy Chipotle. We all know Chipotle is pretty trendy, right? Um, they've had the same menu since they started. So they're not exactly changing for that. But quality, trendiness, um, market dominance are things that you want tied towards the company you're talking about that you are potentially invested in. Ability to raise prices is also important. Chipotle raised chicken dishes by 5% this year after the cost of chicken went up. They didn't raise them in 2011, 12, 13, but 2014 they did. Sales went up 29% last quarter. That tells you they're able to be, again, using words like um, hip. It's just a chicken burrito, right? Quality. Great job of cultivating a brand that commands pricing power. Very loyal following. Loyal following. Like, these are buzzwords that you want. Who else has loyal following? Apple. Doritos. Also known as Pepsi. Hershey's raising the price of a candy bar and other product prices by an average of 8%. Uh, M&M's Makers Mars is doing the same thing. They're raising 7%. And fortunately, I got to an age where I no longer want any sort of sugar like that in any way, shape, or form. And when I do, it's weird. Uh, but Chipotle is prospering because it's able to raise prices on burritos that are already expensive, about twice as much as the burritos that cost at Taco Bell. And keep in mind, we have phrases for Taco Bell like Taco Hell, which, again, tells you how bad the food is, but we're like, hey, it's cheap. I'll put it in my belly. So you want that sweet spot, especially when you're selling beans and avocado, where you have that quality image. Chipotle's got 1,700 restaurants in the United States. It could probably grow to 3,100 inside the United States. So they still have a long way to go. Um, as far as the stock goes, yeah. If you think they're going to continue to win, or if you think that the day and age where McDonald's like beats them is around the corner, then maybe you don't. I'm loving it. Gosh, I love McDonald's. There's nothing better than a chicken McNugget. It's so fresh. It's so tender and juicy, and it's the succulent best part of the chicken, the beak and the foot. Mmm. Yum ski. Oh, and don't forget to throw in its gizzard and its spine and grind it all together and make a paste. It, it, it's, it's pink in color. Like, that's, that's good-looking chicken. And then don't forget to bread it and deep-fry it, because that's how we all love our chicken. So, anyway. Um, so not only does Chipotle have that price commanding skill, Apple seems to as well, where their products have higher price tags on average than rivals. Do they have a premium versus the competition? Absolutely. 
So Apple has kind of refrained from hiking prices, except when major currency movements occur. Apple's exceeded Wall Street projections on margins for three straight quarters, topping forecast around 37%. PepsiCo, again, they've got product launches in inflation regions such as Latin America that caused hikes in prices. Snack foods are growing in terms of consumption. Mmm, Doritos! What the Cookie Monster was to cookies, the state of Washington, Colorado, is to Doritos. Doritos. Hello. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. I'm Rob Black. Uh, I dig you. Big hearts. I'm like Taylor Swift. You're my Swifties. Or my Blackies. Or my Blackheads. You are my fans. You, you must follow me. You are my dragons. We shall take over. I'm Rob Black. Searching in the light, one half century of lies. You can see on the horizon, she is soon going home. You take the road, I'll take the trying to look good in front of the ladies but if I were I would tell you that everyone's going crazy over the Batman vs. Superman teaser trailer that got released over at Comic Con in San Diego it's called Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice and there's a lot of leaked versions of the trailer and I can tell you ladies that I have absolutely no interest in seeing a trailer for Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. I can tell you that if you pick me, there will be no Superman superhero movies in your life. You do not ever have to go through that ever again. Just throwing it out there. What's the jazzy version? Oh, I'm not supposed to know that. Okay, I can tell you ladies that as a kid, I did like the 1960s Batman. I think it was 1960s with Adam Ward or Burt Ward or somebody. Adam West and Burt Ward. That's what it is. Thank you, producer. You get two points on that tip in. So, Comic-Con happened, and they released product. They tease at product that's coming out two years from now, a year from now. They're zombies. And what used to be a kind of a trade show that was kind of eh, underrepresented by cool people is now overrepresented by cool people. It's kind of like Bernie Man. If you go to Bernie Man this year, um, right, take out a pen and write this down. I, apostrophe, M, A, P, O, S, E, R, exclamation point. And you can actually write that on your forehead. Um, Bernie Man's over. It's over. Wormer dropped the bomb. Germans bombed Pearl Harbor. It's over. 
S&P 500 is down 5, the Dow is down 37, the NASDAQ down 17. Mr. Burton. Yes, sir. I got an email from someone recently that kind of laughed. It reminded me in a very, very bad way of what I don't like about this business. <laughs> um, and basically, it's, it's the nerd or the guy who hasn't saved who's trying to hit a massive home run. He asked me the question of who's making the parts for Apple's iWatch. There's a recent article in Wall Street Journal if people want to go get it and take a look. I personally think that's just the wrong way of approaching investing. Mm -hmm. It's trying to hit that home run when can the company stand on its own if Apple says, you know what, we don't like your parts or you know what, we're doing you a big favor, you're going to give them to us for free. Right. Um, it's like when a company creates a product and Costco is their number one client. Yeah. To, not to good, sell through? Yeah. Um, it was a company that had that problem. It was like uh, Garden Burger or something like that. Yeah. I mean, they'll squeeze your margins down to nothing. That's yeah. part of Costco's job. There was a famous story about Home Depot. That um, I read a book called The Death of Competition, which was fantastic. And uh, Home Depot would invite people to Tropicana Field. Mm -hmm. So two hammer makers would go. And they'd put them right next to each other and say, we think your hammer is A quality. We think your hammer is A quality. How much you want to sell us hammers for? And they basically make the people present in front of them. Yeah. Um, and that just, there's no competition there. I mean, that's Home Depot could sell millions and millions and millions of hammers, but they're not going to pay too much for them. Well, yeah. And then again, Costco will, will make people, the people will present their product to them. And they'll make them change it over and over again, and then they still might not take it. Yeah. So people will spend tons of R&D money on trying to get their products changed and then, yeah, sorry, can't do it. That'd be scary for me to try to use Costco as my number one customer or Walmart for that matter. Competition is, um, I, I think, a word that people should use more when talking about investing. Uh, like, does Apple really have a competitor on high-end phones? Not really. On low-end phones, yeah. Um, Microsoft, they didn't acknowledge Apple's iPad or iPhone or iPod. And they got left in the dust. Like, yep. They didn't. They didn't see them as a competitor. Like, oh, we're we're totally different. We're the desktop. It's a good thing they're doing well in the enterprise world, and with Xbox. But yeah. even Xbox One, they've kind of you know shunned the gaming community right now. With. It's interesting um, how Microsoft did succeed with Xbox, but they're still having a problem like convincing the world what they are. Are they enterprise? Are they desktop? Are they, you know, I think they would benefit hugely by spinning off the Xbox. And just making that an entertainment division. Yeah, I think I think I I agree. I'm surprised the new CEO hasn't talked more about that, but it doesn't sound like it. Yeah, I mean, just the way that you can use an Xbox One to run your home entertainment, it's yeah. pretty sweet. Who's marketing that though? And see, I know nothing about it. Yeah, I, I get tidbits here and there from my my son, but at the same time, uh, lack of games and people you know moving to the PlayStation because of the way it, it'll it'll come around. But tough business to be in for sure. Yeah. The enterprise side is where Microsoft does extremely well and where their stock price has done really well. Lately. And the enterprise side being, quote-unquote, offices. Yeah, large so. large companies, servers, things like that. Although more and more offices are moving to Apple. Like, That's not, the device side, though. Yeah, but it's not uncommon now to walk down the halls of a building when you're going to a business meeting and seeing some Apple boxes outside, mm -hmm. some Mac boxes. I'm seeing more of it than ever. So yeah. they're making some headway into that. Definitely. Enterprise. You remember when you were a kid and you'd save like soup labels? So your school would buy like Apple computers? Uh, yeah, it's box tops, cereal box tops okay. for our kids. Yeah. 
what's interesting to note about that is, you know, Apple's strategy was to get the kids young, and then they'd be lifelong users if they knew how to use the computers. And they did it. I still don't own an Apple. So I do some video editing on Apples at work, but not much. So it's weird. I just, I, I'm, I'm afraid. You know what's cool about um, one of the, is advisors, a lot of advisors have a, a Bloomberg terminal, getting back to your email question. Yeah. And Bloomberg has a feature where you can pull up a company and all of their suppliers, and it'll come up with this. Uh, it almost looks like a bracket for uh, you know, college basketball or something. And it shows all of the companies that are suppliers for that other for that company and you know whether or not they're doing well, it'll be in green. If they're doing poorly, it'll be in red. It's kind of a cool way to, to look at those types of questions on who is supplying the different products. But once you find a company, oh, I'm going to invest in this company because they're doing all of the screens for Apple. Well, I wouldn't buy it if it's – they might do well in the next year or two, but if Apple's 80% of their revenue, that's too much power that Apple has against that company in terms of profits because it's not revenue. It blows me away how many business owners or people invest based on revenue instead of profit. Oh, yeah. It's unreal. I mean, you can get guys that run businesses and they just, they won't shut down a portion of their business because it's half of their revenue, but it's 100% of their losses. If that makes sense. And to bring up what you just said, uh, Samsung recently bought or is trying to buy Nuance, which does the voice for Siri. Mm-hmm. So Samsung could, could edge out the voice power. It could. It's well, not going to happen. Siri is not working after my last update. My phone is having issues. I'm going to have to get a new phone soon. It won't shut off the top button. And then when I say, send a text to Rob Black, it'll say, who do you want me to text? Nice. I just told you. I get so mad at my, I'll be yelling in the car trying to voice text on my Siri. Because it's just not working anymore. What's up, Apple? CFP Chad Burton. Maybe send me a new phone. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. What's up, Loco? We'll talk about El Polo Loco. Right around the corner. I'm Rob Black. The times are tough, but I had enough with you down. With your hands facing up, what did I do so? Rob Black has a financial interest in the success of New Focus Financial. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, invested, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, we can talk about Dollar General. We can talk about El Polo Loco. I once dated a woman who I referred to as Loco in the Coco. Um, and I don't even know what that means. But I stand by it. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, so El Polo Loco, right? Coming public. They've been publicly traded for a couple days now. And the stock's doing too well. 
And that bothers me. Not sure why it bothers me. But it does. Um, companies that are publicly traded compare each other to each other, in my opinion. Or they offer comparables. And the El Polo Loco one, there's companies, there's companies like Potbelly. Do you know Potbelly? It came public last year. And uh, it's one of those like, sub-sandwich places. At one point in time, Quiznos wanted to be the next subway. Now Potbelly is the next subway or something like that. Um, you know one stock that's doing really well because of marijuana? Speaking of Potbelly. Is ticker symbol pot, which stands for potash, and it actually is doing. People confuse the ticker symbol pot with, hey, they sell marijuana, and I'm interested in, you know, Washington, Colorado recently legalized marijuana, therefore, this must be good. Um, potash actually makes fertilizer, which, if you grow marijuana, not saying that you do, but you would probably want it to grow with some fertilizer in it for how shall we say, taste and consistency reason, or just to make it, your flowers grow bigger. So potash has been doing pretty good. But potbelly, not so much. Not so much. Stock's gone from 30 down to 11. Not so good. And that's, you know, it was the next big Subway sandwich kind of angle. So you have to be really, really careful when you know, going after stocks and stories. and Because potbelly is going to be the next... Uh, uh, Subway, right? And Subway's the ultimate winner. And now this new company, El Polo Loco, is going to be the next Chipotle, is the thought. Um, and I love their ticker symbol. It's one of the best ticker symbols out there next to Potash's Pot. Uh, El Polo Loco is loco. El Ocio. What are you, loco? And the stock came public on Friday and shot up. 50%. Today, the stock shoots up another 25%. And there's no story there other than, you know, hey, it's Costa Mesa base, fire-roasted chicken. Uh, it's a fast, casual chain that serves Mexican-style food in large portions, very similar to Chipotle. Same-store sales growth rate is comparable to Chipotle's and actually surpassed Chipotle in 2012-2013. El Polo Loco, what does it translate into? Rob Black's first wife? No. Uh, that's loco and the coco. Um, I should just refer to it as my ex. My ex. But same store sales growth is pretty good. Uh, it translates into the crazy chicken. It's extremely popular. It recently came in second place for best tasting fast food chicken behind Chick-fil-A. The food looks beautiful. I've seen pictures of it. I've never actually eaten it because I'm afraid to. I know, you're saying you're afraid to go into a restaurant. I kind of am. There's another stock out there that we should talk about, P.F. Chang's. And they're too publicly traded. And I bring that up, why? Is P.F. Chang's still publicly traded, or are they no longer publicly traded? Actually, I think they went private. That's fascinating. I don't remember them going private. Uh, it used to be P.F.C.B. And... They've been private for a while. But you probably would, like, um, 
compare El Pololo to McDonald's. You'd probably compare it with Chipotle. Trying to gauge, like, how many stores do they have? What's their price uh, to debt? Price of their stock to the debt? Debt to equity? Uh, do their stores cost a lot to make? You know, um, Cheesecake Factory. There's one that we can talk about. Publicly traded. But there's a couple things. Like, their food margins... Are they as good as El Polo Loco? Yes, no, maybe so. Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, Cheesecake Factory had a big run when they first came out. And they've recovered since 2008, probably better as a stock than most restaurant stocks have. Studies are showing that we're not going to restaurants as much as we used to uh, before the 2008 recession. But from 2000 to 2006, Cheesecake Factory just went crazy, going for four bucks, five bucks a share, split adjusted to about thirty-seven. Had a fascinating six-year run, and then it crashed, and it goes from thirty-five all the way back down to eight, and it goes from eight whoop, sound effects all the way back up to forty-five. Up sound effect. There we go. But in two thousand six, seven, and eight, it went down, down, down. But from 1990, wait, wait, you're confusing me. From 1999 to 2006, it went up, up, up. So um, you want to compare all your restaurants. You don't want to compare, you know, Cheesecake Factory is $43. Let's compare it to Microsoft. That would make no sense. You'd be Loco and the Coco. You don't want to compare the price-to-sales ratio of a software company to a restaurant. And I use the word restaurant very, very loosely when I'm talking about American food um, because I think that's fair. Anyway, uh, I think I've beaten this segment pretty much so up. I've done the Loco and the Coco thing pretty hardcore. Um, Argentina's dancing with default. You know, baby, we can dance in the dark. And I think I know what Bruce Springsteen was trying to say. I'm not sure because there's no quiz. But if he were to have a quiz, I could probably answer that one. But Argentina has earned its status as the world's most downwardly mobile nation. And now... Uh, their government seems ready to further damage its economy and the well-being of its citizens. It's negotiated a deal with its creditors after, after recent losses in U.S. courts. Argentina's you know, basically going to go on default and trash the legal system in America to boot. They're supposed to make an interest payment to bondholders or will officially default for the first time in 13 years. It shows you that there's risk out there when invested in foreign markets that have high yields. I ultimately see that as a positive thing, but I certainly see both sides of the story. Um, there's a new app out. There's two new apps out on messaging, and it's interesting how messaging is advancing pretty interestingly. The one that I found most fascinating was it's a messaging app that you can delete your end of the chat, the other person's end of the chat, and the server chat where the server rests, or the chat or the server rests. So it's basically called Wiper, and it wipes out all of your info. Whenever you want, let's say you, you know, drunk text somebody, and before he has a chance to show coworkers how crazy you were last night, uh, it's gone. There's a couple people who could have used that, say Tiger Woods. And I don't even want to use Tiger Woods, because that's a marital infidelity issue. But 
Have you ever wished you could wipe out a text or an email? Mobley, which is kind of buzzy, it's lost its momentum in recent years. Their strategy to spin off potentially viral apps seems to be a last-ditch effort to you know, pivot to fledgling. When Yo came out, a company called Yo got 2 million downloads. It raised you know, ultimately $5 million from investors. The app Yo basically lets you say, Yo, nothing else, to a friend of yours. And that's all you say, and it raised $5 million. And you wonder why terrorists want to blow up America? Yo is the reason. Or possibly our lifestyle is so ridiculous that we are giving $5 million to companies that text yo. And that makes me feel stupid for not coming up with it. My net worth is good. It's, I could certainly use a boost from an app like yo. Um, so group messaging is kind of big. Messaging is big right now. I don't think I'm saying anything out of school when I say that. Um, it's probably the hottest area in... Um, it's probably the, the hottest area right now as far as, you know, funding and, you know, companies coming public. Um, smart TVs is pretty big as well. Um, again, yo, wildly popular messaging apps are becoming immersive. And that's the story behind this. Yet, yo is not all that immersive, huh? WeChat, Line, WhatsApp, Snapchat, they're all growing their user numbers by over 15% quarterly. And Wall Street rewards that. They throw money at it. And then you as a public, you come out and buy it. And then, like, a, you know, a question, will it become the, the next subway or will it become the next Quiznos? Quiznos goes out of business in this story. Will it become the next, you know, uh, big thing is always the question. Insane in the membrane. Uh, I used to listen to this album a little bit too much. We'll take a break here. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. I know you have choices. None of them are going to make you wealthy, other than my me. So just know that I know that you have choices. But again, keep in mind that also I know how this game is played. You want to get rich. And later when you're rich, you'll share your money with family members, not with me. But that's okay. I'm good with that. That's kind of what I do. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Uh, money invested in more. If you want me to change an angle on the show and do more topics about young people or old people, drop me an email because I'm incredibly influential. No, no, I'm not influential. Um, I'm influenceable. I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, 
Dollar Tree being acquired. That's all I got. Um, that's all I got. No, 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 no. Not Dollar Tree being acquired. Family Dollar acquiring them. It's consolidation. And dollar stores aren't going away. When you're too poor to shop at Walmart, you go to the dollar store. Now, here's the problem. Did he just say that on air? Did he just defend me? Wasn't I at Walmart this weekend? Internal editor on. So, dollar store came about during the recession. is to become really dominant players. Dollar General, dollar store, family dollar. Dollar, 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 dollar. How much does this cost? Dollar. If you ever want to mess with somebody in a dollar store, just keep bringing them stuff. How much does this cost? Dollar. This soda? Dollar. Shares your company? $63. So, you get the point. BMW is going to expand their electric car fast charging services. Two new attacks aimed at removing an uh, an obstacle to acquire uh, using BMW's um, product. I would personally like it if they would say, how shall we say, make their cars cheaper versus giving me a free charging station. But I get it. I get it. There's a sad sort of clanging from the clock in the hall. And the bells in the steeple, too. And up in the nursery, absurd little bird is popping out and saying, Cuckoo! Cuckoo! There are hey. so many words I can drag out of my vocabulary to say how awful that was. I'm going on American Idol, and I'm going to kiss this job goodbye. I've got millions of dollars coming to me. I'm here to tell you right now, I'm in the fall season. And my song that I start with, So long, farewell, avidas and good night. I hate to go and leave this pretty sight. Really dreadful. Goodbye. I always liked it in Sound of Music that the kids couldn't just go to bed. Like, the parents, like, wouldn't yell at them. They would sing songs, and then they'd say goodbye three times. Goodbye. Goodbye. I know you're saying, Rob, there's something really wrong with you today. It's called, I got a case of the Mondays, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. T, making an appearance. How are you, T? You're not going to be nice to me, Mr. T. I happen to be... I'm one of your biggest fans. Are you crazy? I'm not crazy. I'm loco in the cocoa, as they say. That's right, Jack. Good talking to you, T. Check in later. Shut up, fool. <laughs> How's your friend Chewbacca doing? Is he hanging out with you, drinking some beers at the bar today? little day drinking from Chewy. Oh, that's not... Hey, hey, no, 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 too much head, too much, too much. Stop, stop, stop. hate it when a bartender mispours. And you're like, you're not a bartender. Look at the head on this thing. It should be almost nil. Almost nil. 800-516-1220. Stop this madness. Call me and talk to me. Tell me, uh, tell me you love me. Come on. Just say it already, okay? S&P 500 down 3, the Dow's down 23, NASDAQ down 16. If you're not going to say that you love me, then Sarah Jessica Parker's going to say that she loves me. <laughs> oh, thanks, Sarah. She's got a little bit of a horsey face. You know, when I ask Sarah how old she is, she stomps her hoof. 
Like, that's awesome. She can count with her hoof. Just throwing it out there for you. Not saying anything. Any chance are um, Suze Ormond's in the studio? Like, is Suze going to drop by? <laughs> there she is. Ah, she's here for a fresh milkshake. Thank you. Nothing better than fresh milk. Uh, I drink your milkshake. I drink it down. I don't even know what that meant in that movie. It was a good movie, and he won an Academy Award for it, but I have no clue what that meant. S&P 500 down 3, the Dow's down 23, the Nasdaq down 16. 10-year treasuries under 2.5. You've got to buy stocks. This weakness shall pass. And again, it could be a 5, 10, 15% correction. And that's how they start. Very slow. And people like me saying, you got to buy this correction. But when treasury yields are that low, what are you going to do? Put money in cash? I pity the fool that puts money in the cash. That makes no sense. Put money in gold chains. That makes sense. I know you're saying, whatever. He's Remember uh, Harry Met Sally? And she does that scene that's famous. And the woman at the uh, an older-looking woman at the end of the scene says, I'll have what she's having. I'm sure someone right now is like, I want what he's tripping on. <laughs> it must be good. Uh, so, so good. I'm in love. That's the secret. A little bit of business time, if you know what I'm saying. I'm in love. S&P 500's down 3. The Dow's down 23. The Nasdaq down 16. I had nothing left in that That's the last segment. Virgin America is going to file for an IPO. El Polo Loco is up 50% its first day, 25% its second day. Big seminar coming up a couple weeks from now on a weekend, both for accumulating wealth as well as managing wealth. Two very different things. Find out more at robblack.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.